What up? Welcome to a podcast of Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 351. On this episode, I'm joined by Thetikos. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, music talk, streaming, videos, IF4 cover, collabs, Internet Friends 4, top writing, rap rules, lyricists, social media, rent-free challenge, more music talk, a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo what up first thing i'm getting to is the patreon patreon.com slash podcast mo go there give a dollar more a month uh get early access to the podcast uh if you give enough you can be a co-producer like my mother uh graveyard entertainment and it's your boy h2.com down to three guys just barely scraping by lowest payment in months but it's all good we're only going episode 400 probably the end of this year you know we're making it to the end of this year if you want to jump on board give this train a little steam uh y'all just hop on the tracks you know y'all y'all figure out that analogy um also we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast at um go there get you a podcast shirt also have a similar Shop at uh spreadshop.com slash a podcast of mo. Uh, god damn it, slash a to the mo. Uh, we're gonna put some internet friends for shirts up there soon. If uh, y'all want one of those, go look out. Um, all right, anyway, this week we're calling the homie Thetikos. I believe he's been on one other time, and then I think maybe twice if you include like maybe being on an internet friends a special where I call everyone for the album or something, but. Uh, I think he called in once before, but I could be wrong. We've had a lot of these. Uh, so anyway, a rapper out of Chicago doing that dad rap shit. So let's uh, let's get 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 him on the phone. There you are. Hey, there we go. You know what it was? What was that? Freaking VPN. Ah, uh, my work, my work stuff locks stuff down sometimes. So yeah, I was like, let's let's go troubleshoot this and figure out what's wrong. I knew you would get it eventually. You're a computer guy. Uh, at moments, yeah. I'm, I mean, I am, I'm like technically in that industry, but I'm like a redneck one, you know, I'm not very redneck in most moments, but I am in that where I'm like, come on, common sense. So, you know, I, I start doing a lot of like, but I don't necessarily know all the pop, proper names for things. Yeah, that's fair. I just, it's the funniest thing to me. I've been in it forever and people are like, let's see if I need help with this. I'm like, okay, cool. What do you need help with? Well, it says if in order to do the next step, I have to press this button. Okay. Then press the button. Like people are like so scared to like screw up. They're like. What is the what does the screen say? Well, I have to do that. Then do you want it? Yes. Then do it. Okay. It's the funniest thing. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I mess with all kinds of crazy stuff. And I like to make people feel good of like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, this is my job. You're, you're not dumb. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, so, man, how how's life going? How's the music? All that. Uh, you know, we're, uh, life is good. You know, kiddos, family, work always take up a lot of time. But, you know, they're they're awesome. Uh, music is good. Uh, music starting. I know. I feel like I'm starting to get my rhythm and starting to get you know a little bit of my voice and a little bit of my sound. But you know, it's hard, man, not being able to do it that often. You know, I do it you know once a week, maybe. Um, trying to get into a groove recording. Like I record all my stuff out of my house, which is which is nice for for convenience, but really hard to like get in the mode. Right. I go in my basement. I got to make sure the the heat's turned off. The dogs are away. The kids aren't screaming. 
Uh, and then, you know, I record by myself with nobody there. So like, I've never been in a studio in my life. Yeah, me. Uh, and so it's a very, it's a very weird energy. Uh, mine's exactly the same way. Um, I also, I've never been in a, I mean, I've been in a studio before, but I've never recorded my songs in a studio and I do it all at home. I also don't like people here. Uh, my wife, I will allow her to be here if she promises she has in headphones listening to like an audio book or something, or like I can hear a movie she's watching being super loud from the other room that I'm okay with it. But like, I just don't want, I don't want anyone to hear my raw voice without the instrument, you know, cause I do weird shit. I mean, I think some people can hear my music and they might get that, but I just take a lot of weird creative chances sometimes that get cut, you know? And I'm like, I need the freedom of not having judgment in order for me to do those sometimes. That's so that's really interesting because what I felt lately is when I'm recording, I've been doing more behind the scenes stuff, which is really fun for me. Like, honestly, I feel better if I feel like people are watching me or if I pretend people are watching me like the performance aspect of it, like for me to really get into it. I'm such a not I'm not a perfectionist, but like I definitely when I'm hearing myself in my head, I when I monitor myself, I get more mentally into it. I'm like, oh, I'm hearing myself wrong. And I'm trying to like, what's the perfect instead of just feeling the music and just getting into it and feeling like you're performing. I feel I do better when I pretend I'm performing in front of somebody, um, but I don't want anybody to actually be there uh, yet. So right. I do think uh, all this stuff changes because when I first started, um, people were always in the room when I recorded and I had to waste shitty yeah. equipment or whatever. And that didn't bother me at all because I was showing off for the homies, you know, like I started in college. And, you know, I was the only one that could really rap decent. So, like, it was an ego boost for them to hear me rap or whatever. Right. But, like, I think I approach it so much more of like it's art. Like, I'm kind of like a pretentious artist type, I guess, these days. <laughs> and so, like, I get I don't know. I just in a weird, weird spot. But for beats, I, I've tried to live stream making beats on Twitch a little bit years ago. And I'm going to try again someday. And I, I love the pressure that put on me. Like, really, even though nobody was watching me. The idea that at any time someone could and like also did it like in my lunch break. So I had an hour to make a beat and then like someone could be watching me. And I was like, I don't know. There's something about it. I really it, I loved I loved a lot of things about that pressure. And then when Skinny comes over, he comes over most Mondays and I just like having him here while I'm making a beat like and I could talk him through it. He don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. But, you know, I look over. He's <laughs> like, I'm bobbing, bro. I'm bobbing. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, it's like, I don't there is something about that. But just for some reason, lyrically. And vocal wise, I, I'm not as open. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. But yeah, but dude, it's that that energy and that that awareness I've thought about. So I'm not making beats. I would like to one day make beats. I think that's ultimately where I'll go. Like, I started this so late, man. Like I started this in like my mid to late 30s. But I was like, hey, I don't actually suck. So so why the hell not? But it's kind of weird to, to start it so late and not have like you know, the 10, 15 year history and hopping back into it. Like you started early. I know a lot of my, my friends who are even younger than me, they started maybe younger, you know, high school and college and they took a break and are coming back to it now, but I never did any of this, but like, I'm an engineer at heart. I like producing the beat stuff. I have like 15 different melodies recorded on my phone that one day I'll figure out how to make it into a beat. Um, th- that's something I want to do eventually, which is why I produce and do audio engineering of my vocals. Like I'm still not great. I'm okay, but that's where I feel long term my music, my music career could go. But back to the idea of like the live stuff, I've thought about doing live recordings of like just streaming on Instagram or something and just do a live stream. And I guarantee you nobody will watch, but it doesn't matter. Like to your point, it's kind of the pressure somebody could or just as someone hops on and sees me. Because the weird thing is like I've 
my job requires me to be on video like 24 seven. And I've been on video and like done that and had to have that energy to show people for a decade. And I'm actually really good. I presented to thousands of people like my video presence is really good, but I don't do it that often. And it's like, it's an, I think it's something that's missing in me. And that's why I want to do more video. I'm doing more reels and doing more behind the scenes. Cause I think that people are very hesitant to do that sometimes, but I'm, I like doing it. It's just setting it up and doing all the prod and getting it out there. So right. if you're comfortable know. with it, I do think it is a way to go. People love the videos. I'm not as comfortable yeah. and that's probably why I don't do it. Um, yeah. I would say if I give any feedback on your videos is I yeah. immediately, because I did work in a corporate job for, uh, like five years, you know, so like uh, I was used to those those sort of videos and presentations you get. And it immediately to me, I was like, oh, you could tell he works in a corporate job because of the way because <laughs> of the way you're like you are trying to speak. And so like clearly and so and I'm not saying that's bad, but it is opposite of most hip hop stuff. So I do think if there is a way you could maybe be a little more loose, you know, and that'll come with practice, of course, like anything else. But I think that was the first thing I was like, oh, you can tell he does this at his day job. So, so the video, are you talking about the ones that I do for like my pitches? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I feel so uncomfortable doing those. Like I just want, I need to get better. I, I, I hear myself. I'm like, God, I agree with you. It's so corporate. Uh, I totally agree. And I'm trying to work on that one, but uh, yeah, I'm like, I want to get it out there, but I record. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm stiff. I'm not, I don't know. It's too long. Like you're right. It's like, it's not, but also a lot of the hip hop stuff, like yo man was going on and dude, that's just not me. Like I, I also want to be true to myself. Right. Right. Um, I mean, so I, I don't think, think it's a balance in there. Yeah, you should not fake it for sure. I'm not saying that. No, but I do feel stiff in those. I, I try to get better, like reading this stuff and doing it. I have kind of like this, not quite radio voice, but yeah, I have a corporate voice when I do like that stuff. It's funny. I agree. Fucking forgotten one is so annoying. Out of everyone, so I'm just gonna say because you're his friend, I know he'll be listening to this. You know, I posted the picture <laughs> of Internet Friends Four, and he will not shut up about he thinks he has buck teeth, which he doesn't. First off, everyone's teeth was the hardest thing to fucking paint because I'm not a real fucking artist. I'm like amateurish at that shit. And um, teeth are hard because there's like a million fucking colors and I'm using a big ass fucking paintbrush on this shit. And so I got the best I could just chill the fuck out, bro. Like no one, no one is looking at that cover being like, let's look at the hot, attractive, forgotten one. You know, like he's fucking keeps blowing my phone up about it, man. Well, so here's the thing. No one would have noticed until he said something right. like that's something you put behind the scenes to you. And you're like, hey, man, if you can make it any better, you know, let me know. Because um, dude, I, I, I didn't know you painted it, man. You painted all that. I thought you just like brought it in from like taking the pictures on spotify and you brought that and you painted all that shit uh well i got an ipad so i, I bitched at my job for years because i they kept making me try to troubleshoot ipads and i never owned one you know i don't know how to fucking mess with one mm. and so they finally got me one at work and they were like no excuses now so um i also <laughs> have uh i have like the whole adobe suite through my job mm. so I, I try to remind myself how cool this shit is and um so i downloaded photoshop and i i found a picture of y'all that i thought would work for this collage scenario right and yeah I, I brought them in and then i painted over the pictures so okay i'm like trying to get the colors as close as i can you know but i also wanted to have an artistic look you know like if you zoom in you can tell they're paintings they're not just the actual yeah. picture. um and, and some are better than others as well because some pictures were higher res than others for me to yeah kind of paint on and so like that changed a lot but i tried my best and um forgotten one actually i done first but it was back when i was making everything way more colorful and i wasn't making things as realistic and then mm. and karmas were so off from everyone else's that i actually had to redo there too at the very end 
And so I use a picture he posted on Facebook. Like, if you don't want people drawing your pictures, don't post them on the Internet. Uh, that's my defense at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's your story and you're sticking to it. Exactly. Um, and I thought I'd done a pretty good job on his. And now the way the shadow on his teeth look, uh, you if you zoom in, you could think there's buck teeth. But I think really I just highlighted too much of his other to, you know, I don't know. I can yeah, just yeah. So, but anyway, and, uh, but anyway, he keeps just, I, I would, I was actually going to mess with it. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell him this now. I was going to mess with it, but the fact he's texting me now constantly like a diva about it, it makes me really not want to touch it again. <laughs> well, you know, we all, we all have our challenges. I, you know, I sent you, uh, I sent you multiple things when you, you already produced them. So, you know, we all have our challenges, right. uh, that with communication, out. these things that worked out, that did work out. I will. I will say, like, I, I never said it was final, but I could just understand it was. It's just, dude, it's all, com- it's all communication, right? And dude, doing all my stuff, my, my, all doing all my stuff myself, I have a different creative process that probably, like, I record stuff. I will produce the heck out of it. I'll listen to my car and go, that delivery sucks. I'm redoing the whole damn thing. But that's my process because I own everything, right? right? But I mean, that your your defense will be fine. But because I'm the same scenario as you, none of it will work. And if you send the email to someone with the vocals not a reference with the vocals that is once it's out, that is the sign to every other person you collab with. That's my part. There it is now. And I said, that's fucks redo it. That's totally different. But you know, Mikey Lax is doing the same shit to me right now. He's like, I'm getting a new microphone in a couple days. Can you hold off on mixing that? And I'm like, me motherfucker. I've been mixing this shit for three months. Like, and I'm going to do it because I'm nice, but I do just need to put it out there that it isn't zero time for me to mess with the old audio. And so there is some factor into that that goes through my head. Yeah. I'm cool after a few minutes. Once I'm fine, I just have moments of like, y'all motherfuckers. So I have, but I have a serious question about this one. So for a normal collab, I completely agree with what you're saying in your scenario. The reason why I sent it was how, what I would want. I want to send it out. So other people know what to write. Right. And I don't want to hold people up. I'm like, here's my idea. Here's my mentality. Go right to it. And hold up the process. That was my mentality, but also I wanted to get it off my mental plate. Like I didn't know it was gonna be a couple months before you finish. But like you, the I have three stuff. The I have stuff specifically. I'm like, hey, I got an idea about a hook, about an idea about a song, and other people have to write to it. Especially, I think you told me you wanted to have Karma on it. I'm like, well, Karma needs to know like my message and what I'm saying. So it's all communication. But I mean, I hear both ways, totally, man. Right. Well, I went and looked at all the emails because after that, I was like, maybe I was wrong. And the first one, you did not make a reference of it of being a rough draft or, mm. or a final. Oh, yeah. And then after Karma did it, you responded, by the way, this was a rough draft. And then I was like, <laughs> OK, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. I'm not mad. Like I said we, we've been doing this for months. No, 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 I know you're not. Dude, and the thing is, it's, it's so funny because the first one I was on was like this 10 minute thing that I was like, I think I think the, the yours was the very first that I either did or was out because karma reached out to me to do a song called day in the life. That was like my first, you know, one of my first collabs. I don't remember if I recorded hers first and it came out later or recorded yours first and it came out first. I don't remember. But to me, I'm like, I'm brand new. I'm like this, I'm terrible, whatever. And just to be on a collab was cool. And he'd be like, Hey, look, you know, someone else thinks I don't suck enough to put it on a song was just kind of cool. And then since then, I mean, I'll tell you, both times you send out the packs, I found the song within the first three or four. Then I'm like, nah, that, that can't be the right one. I got to keep digging. I got to keep digging. I didn't do seven or eight. I'm like, no, that one was perfect. Why am I keep going? Like, I just, I find it relatively quickly. And I always start with the hook. And so when I find, hear the beat, I find the hook. I'm like, I could write to this. 
And then instead of like being confident that it's the right one for me, I'm like, yeah, I got to keep digging. But it always ends up being the right one. I, I really changed my mind once I found one of those packs. Right. I, I do wonder how the thought process goes on. The, so like, because of course I'm not on that side of it. Whenever yeah. you hear the other beats, and like I'm sure there's other beats, you're like, oh, that's cool. Do you remember later on when it comes out? Like, oh, I remember that beat. Or is it all like that beat was in the pack? Like, do you, is there any remembrance of that? Um, the way, so I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of weird on beats. I give it about 15 seconds. And if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. And I move on. So I don't spend a lot of time digging through them. And dude, my, so many things fall out of my brain that for me personally, I would hell no, not remember it all. The other beats that were in that pack, I found mine. I went to go. Cause it's not like I sit and, and then like sit on them and it's like, Oh, I could write a song to this. If I, if I go to the hook section and I feel a melody and I feel a, a message that I can do and it hits me, then I'll do that. Now, if I was between two, I probably remember it, but also like, I know those things and grab getting grabbed up. So I, when I, when you send those out, I'm really worried about, Oh, it's not the right one. Maybe it isn't and sitting on it for a couple of days. And then, Oh, yo, no mind. Somebody else grabbed that. Cause I'd be pissed because that's what happens all the time when, you know, me and my wife, you know, go do things for vacation trips or Airbnb. She's like, oh, this, look, this one looks kind of good. Um, you know, we'll wait on it for a week. I'm like, just book it now. I swear to God, if we lose it, I'm going to be pissed. So I have that mentality of like losing the opportunity. I'm just like, grab it and go. I mean, you could honestly tell uh, if I put the order in which the beats were selected, all the hype songs were selected first. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it was like all the slow songs. And I love, I mean, I think I'm really good at making slow beats. I think that's my, my sweet spot. But you know, other people are like, are there's no more hype ones. And I'm like, guys, we can't have all hype songs. I don't even like <laughs> making them <laughs> like and right now. I mean, we're like we have 19 songs total. And I would say that's nuts. Uh, 12 of them are like shit talking hype songs, you know, and then nice. a couple are like a little sadder. And then a few in there are some weed songs and things like that. But uh, weed song. No, I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I have a couple. Honestly, I I'm glad not more. people. I only have two weed songs, to be honest. And I'm glad okay. that. Because I do think a lot of people for Internet friends, they think like, oh, I'll go listen. You know, they want to listen to my music and then they'll think I'll make something his style or whatever. Right? Mm. But like, that's not really what I want for this. No, not, not for no. For this, it's all about getting new ideas. And like, I think it's such a cool idea because you 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 get the opportunity to write on different beats and get other people's messages and ideas and then like flow from it. Like, I really want to do more collabs this year. I put a I like. I put I've been doing more scheduled tweets because my life is so insane right now. But one thing I want to kind of get out there every week is I want to collab more because I could. I mean, I don't know about you. I wonder how long it takes you. I want you to answer this when I when I finish my little spiel here. But I feel like I can write to an already existing idea in like 24 to 48 hours. Like I don't need a lot of time to write to someone else's vision. I have my message. I can align to theirs. and I move it on very quickly. When I write my own shit, it takes like three months to really get it right and get the idea right and work it through. But I can turn around a feature and like really quick. Is that the same for you? Or do you really sit in them for a while with all this stuff? I mean, it depends. Uh, For most, if someone sends me a song to be a feature on theirs, it's a little different because I will not say yes, unless I hear it and almost know instantly that I think I'll do good. Yeah. You know, like if I think it will be a struggle for me, or like, it's not really my style or, you know, I don't think I'd be the best one for it. I just say no. And it's not against that person. It's like, I just don't want to be bad, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I'm, I can be pretty quick on those, you know, or for instance, like CJ Jones sent something like, you know, the day of the deadline, maybe the day before the deadline. I don't want to give him too much shit. And I, <laughs> I had a verse recorded and sent to him within 24 hours. I mean, there was, yeah, it was mixed and everything. And I was like, bro, this is done uh, because it was just so 
in line with what I make already. You know, yeah. like it was like, oh, yeah, I, I can do this. This is no problem. And then I got a little weird on it, you know, or whatever. And so like it it worked out. But there are so like right now, the last song I have to write a verse for it's so good. Like, I I think the dude killed it. Shout out Matrix for whenever the album comes out. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he really killed it. I, I, for some reason, I'm going to tell the story again when I do the Internet Friends 4 special. But I thought he was from England. All right. He was on the Late Night Flows remix. And I don't know why. I thought he was English. And then he gets this shit. And I'm just expecting an English dude. And he has that fucking Louisiana flow. And he's from Louisiana. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck am I thinking? Like, it was just such like a, a my expectations versus what I heard, you know. And uh, he only did a verse. So there's no hook. So we're still trying to work that out. But it's okay. so good. And I want to kill it, you know, because I know I I can, you know, under if I just really yeah. focus or whatever um, and get the right punchlines, because that sort of wraps a more punchline driven thing. And so that one is taking me a couple more days, you know, because I'm kind of going back and doing a couple lines at a time. Um, but because it's the last one as well, you know, so I'm like trying to save her and I'm waiting for the hook to come in so that in case there's like something in the hook, I want to reference in my yeah. verse or something. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's different for all of them. Now, for my own songs, when you're saying takes a few months or like a bit, I don't really have a vision like that. You know, and I'll say mm. this for all art. You know, I'm an art minor, which isn't anything, but you know, I've done like ceramics and I took painting and drawing and I can, you know, do a little bit. But for all of it, I cannot sit at a blank sheet of paper and know what I'm going to draw, you know, and have that. Like I am a we put the pencil down and we start drawing and, you know, and it might turn out shit and it might turn out great. Um, but that's my process, you know, and it's the exact well, started, same with music. You, you started well, you started by a freestyling, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a difference, right? I've never been, I've been getting better just to kind of get some, you know, unique rhyme schemes and maybe my delivery, right? And I, you know, I'll walk around the block with my dog and just kind of freestyle to get some ideas out. But I'm very, I'm a very structured person and I'm a very, you know, sometimes I'm in my head too much where I'm like, here's the message of the song. And this is what the story of the first verse is going to be like. And this is what the story of the second verse is going to be like. And I tie the time all together. And that helps sometimes, but sometimes, you know, you just got to do, you just got to put the pen to paper. And I've done that as well. I'm just kind of like, just take 15 minutes, write the whole song out, rhyme the same word to get the case. It doesn't matter. Like just get it out and go fix it later type of thing too. So I think everybody's creative process is different. I do think for me, sometimes having that vision helps me get it finished and then I can go tweak it later. But I also think there's part of that. You don't get that true creative juice or that true creative oh man i didn't i didn't think that was going to come out of my mouth type of stuff unless you just let loose and let go right and obviously i go back and forth uh because some people do it just one way or the other over like do i write on a beat or without a beat you know but i can sit at work and just from nothing just start writing i mean without a beat. yeah and then i can later be like oh, i'll try that on this or whatever and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know i, I kind of just try a lot of uh, different things on that but i do find lately um like my new album not internet friends for but the woman's gonna come out after that it they all started with me freestyling the hooks or, or something very close mm. to a freestyle like i just kind of sit here and like kind of feel it you know and i'm like oh yeah we're gonna you know i could i don't know I, I think i'm a top tier top writer now i know a lot of people don't know what top writing is i only learned what it was two weeks ago but i've done it my whole rap career um so i'll explain it now for everyone to know top writing is yeah. when you do like that the scatting, right? Like when you hear a beat and you're just like, and then, like, you know, you're like, you're not real words, but you're making the noises of words 
over the mm-hmm. beat. Like that's called top writing. And so like, I think if I, if you didn't have to put words and it was just top writing, I think people would think I was even way better because I think I'm really good at that. But then it's kind of, cause I'm, my flow's good, but then you do have to find the words that work. Right. And you're like, Ugh, you know, how can we make this work somewhere? And I don't know if I stick to the top writing, but I do always have like an instant, like, Oh, I know how I'll flow to this, you know? And I think something not again, not to brag. Cause I don't think I'm great or anything. I think I have a lot of different variety to my flows. And I think that is something that isn't common on the internet underground. You know, I think a lot of Mm. people do stick to their style and their sound and their flow. And I love switching it up, doing different shit. Like I think the thing I like the most about internet friends for is there's probably going to be like 12 different flows. I do, you know, on the 19 or something. And so like, that's cool to me. So, so two things. One, apparently I do the same thing because that's what, I like to do and I hear a beat and I, and I was like a top writing. Yes. So it goes same thing. So I'll do that. And sometimes like I'll have recordings on my phone just to get the, the flow down that I want. And I'll repeat the same, you know, the same line just to remember and go back and find the words later. So I do think that I, I, I got to apparently do that as well. And that's the fun part of it. Like the, the most fun part about it of getting a beat you really like is finding like your own melody and cadence to kind of add to the beat. And like, I, I love hip hop. I really do. But like, I listen to probably 5% of hip hop. I don't listen to a lot. Although lately uh, I was talking to Bradster. I've been listening to a lot of early atmosphere, reminding myself how much I loved him and realize how much I do a lot of stuff like him uh, uh, and realize that. But like a lot of my stuff is not focused on hip hop. And so having that diversity and that eclectic nature, like you don't always get into the scheme and have a specific style. Like I feel the same. Like I have an eclectic piece as well. Like one of my very first songs is kind of like a really storytelling, like weird song. And I've got Eminem flows. I've got atmosphere flows. I've got a song where I sing the hook and it's more low key and laid back. Like, even though I started very late, I've been into music my entire life and I've been singing and, and breaking stuff up and doing all that. And now that I finally have the tools and the confidence to deliver, like I'd love to do more than just rap and plan to do more than just rap um and some of my stuff and it's 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 fun to get out there and do it but yeah the top wrapping thing i guess i do as well and that's the fun part is like you find the flow you find your voice and you're like cool now we're gonna find the words to make it make sense right. and, and you mentioned inspirations was something i was thinking about earlier i i love finding things that i'm like oh yeah i do i stole a lot of shit from like travis mccoy someone i bring up all the time from the lead singer mm-hmm. gym class heroes and i love okay. gym class heroes when i and whenever i connect with the dots of like oh i'm kind of just still in a lot of like his swagger not the band's you know the band has its own sound and there's this other new band now that sounds just like them and i got pissed the other day because i was like how dare you steal their sound <laughs> but uh you know and so i've, not, I've been going back let's all gym class heroes and it's very inspirational you know because i'm like ah yes i can see where this is and like little wayne i think is my most obvious inspiration but i i used to do a lot more little wayne sounding stuff but i i don't know i felt weird about it you know in this woke world so uh i was you know trying to do my own thing um but you mentioned inspiration. I know you've mentioned Eminem a lot. I'll be honest. I've never listened to your stuff and heard or thought like, oh, I hear the Eminem influence. But I mean, if you think there is, I'm sure there is. Like I say, I think I have Kanye influence and, and people are like, I don't hear it at all. And I'm like, OK, well, that's fine. So like what do you, is there a specific song you feel like you like were in your Eminem bag? So here's the thing. I'll, I'll, so a couple. I think the reason why I reference him and I'll be you know, I'll say a specific song and you can be like, no, dude, you're full of crap. Um, <laughs> is the way the rhyme scheme flips and how, you know, the end rhyme, you know, the, the end of a line starts and flips in the next line and just kind of the way I can change some rhyme schemes and where, you know, it's not the traditional A, B, end, A, B, end, like kind of that, that flipping rhyme scheme. 
Um, I think that's kind of where I see that. But like I said, the more I listened to Atmosphere and I was like, my delivery is more is more like that. And also, dude, I don't want to get so over. You don't want to also flip your your uh, your uh, delivery so over to M because of people like, oh, you're a copycat. So I think I try to balance it. But I think the song that I just put out, you know, that Hi There remix, I was definitely thinking of like with like um, Without Me by Eminem and that type of song. Um but I don't know that, that that that's where I that's where I see it. But again, I think as I think more about it, atmosphere maybe more more because he still does this a similar thing, right? Uh, and you know, you know, I like to rap fast, but I I pulled off on a lot of that. Um, for some feedback from some artists as well, like you know, you can rap fast, but if they can't understand you, it doesn't matter. So going back to some of my stuff that maybe I wrote with you know how he writes in mind, and be like. And, you know, if you can't understand it, like only true hip hop heads are going to care about that. And I'm not good enough to get their mind share. So let's do something different. Right. I do think, I mean, I'm biased. for sure. I mean, I love Eminem. I think Eminem is great. I mean, I love I a too. lot of Eminem. I don't like a lot of this shit in the middle personally. But, um, you know, I liked him, you know, coming up and all that. And he's he, I, I respect his talent at writing. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But I do think a lot of people and especially white people, uh, as we both are white rappers, um, I do think <laughs> they try to do the rap fast thing. And it's. Because they don't have a story to tell, right? Or they don't have, and I'm not saying I do either, but like the people that make the videos are like, I'm here to destroy mumble rappers. Those are the worst people ever. Like, I hate, I, like yeah, there's, I and I actually listened to a new episode of Conan Needs a Friend. I don't know if you listen to that podcast. I love Conan Brown. He's like one of my favorite celebrities, but um, yeah. he had this new episode with Michael Shore, who's the creator of Parks and Rec and Good Place and some other shit. And they were uh, talking, or Conan was mentioning how like he's always had these comedy rules and like he has rules that he won't, he won't break when he's doing his comedy, but he sees other people do them and he's like, he kind of gets mad, you know, but he know he should. And I feel the same way about rap. Like I have rap rules, right? I have rules I won't break for my right. personal. So like, I, for a long time, I, I I like every other white rapper would mention I was white, right? And then at some point in time, I just decided I'm never going to mention that again. And because mm-hmm. I was like, what if a black rapper just kept mentioning he was black on every song? Like, oh, it's just so. <laughs> so I yeah. I personally try or like, um, and again, I've done all these things I'm, I'm mentioning. You know, I'm just saying at one at some point in time, I felt like I couldn't anymore. Like using analogy, simile, uh, idiom, all those English shit. It's like, I'm explaining the English to you. I don't know. I just, at some point I was like, I got to quit doing that. You know, like no one likes that. Like that's just something us rappers do because we think we're fancy, but like listeners don't give a fuck, you know, or whatever. So, and I know that's hard for us because we're not listener. You know, we're not a normal listener. When I listen to music, I'm listening to way different shit than like someone who doesn't make music. And so I think it's hard for us to be in that headspace. But just whenever I was like this last week or two, uh, that video blew up of a guy hating on mumble rappers. And that was going around a few years ago. And I was just like, and this guy's not bad, but like, if you put this energy into literally like this one time in eighth grade in gym class store, like anything would be better than you being like, I'm going to come at you with the fumble, magble rapper. Like, I don't know. I just don't think anyone cares about it. You know? Yeah. So um, I think the story is a good point. I think, oh God, you just triggered so many things I want to talk about. So I can try to organize my thoughts here. Um, number one, like, I think the story thing is a really good point. Like, I think people just want to get out there, but people also like, that's why like people who really like hip hop do listen for those things that have multiple layers. And if you're a lyricist and you like that, 
if you want to go after that audience, then keep doing that. I think we all know we're all eclectic. Like we're not going to sit in one spot and sit in one pocket and be like, every song's going to be like this. And so you make, you make your various different songs for certain type of audiences. But I will say like talking about being a lyricist and loving hip hop and loving the, the, all the explanations and punchlines and comparisons and all that stuff. I try to make my stuff accessible to literally like, you know, kids to, you know, my grandparents and my songs are in some ways, uh, a lot of them, but like they don't listen the way a person who grew up listening to hip hop listens for the punchlines for it. Like all, all my parents and my aunts and uncles who like my music, they're like, can you please put the lyrics in all of your videos? Cause I have no idea what you're saying. It sounds cool, but they don't listen that way. And it's funny because when you live, when you listen to songs like that, like if, I don't know if you do this, but if you listen to a song that you, you listen to maybe in the late nineties or early two thousands or listen to a song your parents listen to, and then actually listen to your lyrics, you're like, these are kind of messed up. Why were we saying these words? Like they didn't listen to the lyrics the same way we do as a hip hop person, because the lyrics are kind of the focal point of it. Uh, and I just found that very quick, interesting. Quick tangent in third grade, I auditioned to be on a talent show by seeing semi charm life by third eye blind, including the nice. doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. I didn't know what the fuck crystal meth was. I was just singing that motherfucking song on that stage. <laughs> and they said, Nope, you cannot be on the talent show. So yeah, that's hilarious. I, um, <laughs> I multiple times did, a. Uh, did uh forgot about dre on stage and i always cleaned it up because it was always for a public thing and but i know the whole song and i cleaned it up the, even if you have any video of you doing forgot about dre as a kid i that needs to be on the internet. not as a kid no not as a kid uh, uh i mean it came out it came out when it was you know when i was what i don't even know what was that 2001 i was uh, i would say 99 i would say 99 is when yeah I forgot about Drake. i was six i was 16 i was 16 17 by then right i'm, yeah. I'm an old hat uh, yeah you're a few years older than me not too much uh yeah I would say nine, I did. I was in like sixth grade in 99, I think. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, um, I did. I did do. Mentioned. I did do a versus for fun, like like a while ago, just to get out there. And I wonder, like, I, I'll go back to your point. I wonder, like, everybody does covers for non hip hop songs. Does anybody ever think about this? Like, do people, would people actually listen to somebody else doing a version of somebody else's song? No. Like, I feel like every other version makes sense and hip hop is just stupid. (laughs) For sure. I mean, this gets talked about every once on different things. And I think the answer is always no, but people never really talk about the reason why. And I personally think it's because uh, lyrics and hip hop are harder than other things. And, Mm -hmm. and you take more pride and like, I remember as a child, uh, I, I liked Biggie a lot. You know, I was a big Biggie Mm -hmm. fan. Yep. And then I liked Mace after that, right? And then so yep. Diddy was around, so I was aware of Diddy and shit. And then when I learned when Smitty, who was this other rapper back in the day, he came out that he was a ghostwriter for Diddy, and it like broke my little kid heart that like rappers weren't all writing their own verses, you know. And now I understand that's very yeah. common. It's so common, but like it, it'll really? never be. And, and and major shit it is. Now when someone says like people wrote for Dr. Dre, you give him a pass because he's the producer. But then again, I would never let someone write my verse, you know, even if I made the beat. So it's a different thing. I think we all have different definitions of what it is, you know. And if let, let's say I had like multiple friends and we were a team and they were like, "Hey, you're the headpiece and we're gonna all send you verses," I get the business idea, but there is like yep. a, the art purity to it to me that I, I maybe it's fake, you know, but I got hold hold in or whatever. Um, yeah, that's a whole part of it uh, <laughs> for sure. About these, one thing you mentioned about lyricist earlier, and I've been thinking about this this week, so I'm glad you brought it up. Is I think every rapper thinks they're lyrical. I've never heard of a yep. rapper who says they're not. <laughs> um, so I'm guessing, of course, you would think you are. And I think I am. I mean, I, but I think it's because from my perspective, I know every reference I'm making. 
you know? So like, yeah. of course I'm a lyrical genius. And I do think maybe our ideas versus like, yeah, but what about like the masses, you know, like yeah. what do they get it? You know, like that is a whole different argument. Yeah, no, I think that's part of it. I also think some of the lyrics, the idea of being a lyricist is not just using the same words. I was thinking about this. It's so funny. Like two days ago, I was like, you know, I feel like not that my lyrics are getting stale, but like I kind of have the same message, which I like. I want to keep my message, but I feel like my analogies and my imagery like is getting a little bland. And I want to kind of, you know, think of new ideas like, you know, you, you know how about how all the positivity stuff is. But like having more fun, like, you know, I'm positive, like the top of a battery and stupid stuff like that to make more fun and to get more wordplay out of it. But what I want to do is I want to take on my lyrics, the first 20 songs or whatever I did and do a SoundCloud or do a word cloud and be like, you know, how many words am I repeating? You know, am I being am I being that stale or am I just perceiving that I'm being that stale and I'm still saying you know, that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I definitely struggle with that right now on Internet Friends for because uh, a lot of it is punchline raps. Like I said, a lot of shit talking stuff and um I'm trying to hit on the same theme. So it's all kind of connected, but also I'm like, I've said a line really close to this earlier on in this album, you know? And so it is like a, a weird balancing act. Now I think most people won't care, but I care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same with like, I uh, mentioning rap rules earlier. I, it has to be a pretty extreme circumstance. Like I will not rhyme the same word with the same word. You know, and I see it or hear it like on very popular songs all the time. So I know like no one cares, but like it's one of those things like I will just fucking drive myself crazy over it. So I, 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 I I'm glad we're not on a video because I just physically got pained by that because I, I hate that. So dude, there was a song, there's a song by Train. I forgot what's like, like Miss Virginia, Meet Virginia or something where they like they rhyme life with life. And it just makes me physically hurt inside that you couldn't think of another word. Like that is one of my rap rules as well. I don't want to repeat the line. I don't want to repeat a word if I can absolutely avoid it. And the idea of rhyming the same word is just, it's the laziest thing in the world. Like you can't go to friggin', you know, rhyme zone, do a quick thing and rework your, I I hate it. I'm totally with you on that one. Right. Well, to me, and I have done it. I've even have it on like, I think a song on my next album, but I didn't realize (laughs) until I was done. And I was like, are you serious? But to me, if it if it makes it that far, then fuck it, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, not, if I didn't catch it in the creative process, I guess it was meant to be. But also I can forgive it if there's like a multi in front of it. So like trash man and cash man. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's fine. But yeah. like, it can't just be the man that. and the man. You know? Yeah. You can't do it that uh, way. I totally hear you on that. And I will. And sometimes like I am very particularly even not try to like repeat words. Like I just saw something where I said within. You know, in that high there song, I say about and like, you know, within 20 words of each other in a section, I'm like, ah, that annoys me when that's stupid. Like, like sometimes I think that's where early on I was getting too into my head about the lyrics have to be perfect. Like the people are going to notice this. Like you don't you really don't like like hip hoppers. And when we write this, we want to be lyrical that way. To your point earlier, the masses won't notice that or won't really care because I forget who said it. Right. But it's. 50% 50% of what you say, 70% of how you say it, like the words matter so little, which annoys the shit out of everybody who writes hip hop. Like, but it's about the lyrics. But when you really think about it, the melody and the delivery and the energy and the music is most of what people are hearing and most of what the masses are hearing. And even most of what, you know, people who really like hip hop hearing and then maybe they'll pick it apart a little after they hear it a couple of times. But no one's going to not go back to a song because, you know, you rhyme the same word if it's delivered well and the melody is good and it's catchy. But we as artists, 
are, are, are tough on ourselves. Right. Right. Well, and also, um, and one of the things you mentioned there and kind of touched on the, the lyrical thing again is even like old heads, you know, people are like, y'all aren't lyrical like our day. And then they'll do some line that you're like, that's okay. I mean, I don't know. You know, like, so people just have like their favorite songs and their definition of what a lyrical master is, you know, in their shit. Yeah. You know, like for, it's like, I hate Eminem's lose yourself. I just hate that song. Really? Um, I, I wasn't a fan of Eminem at the time. You know, I'd fallen out okay. by then. And then uh, Lose Yourself came out. And it was just this big pop hit. And I just think it's the corniest Eminem sounds on any main Eminem song. Right? Maybe some of those others where he's being more poppy, you know, like just lose out. Oh, you know, maybe he's a little cornier there. But uh, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, I, don't, I just hated it right at the time. And then I watched 8 Mile. I love 8 Mile. I think 8 Mile is a great oh, yeah. movie. I think he's very good. Um, But I always like just was like, I just don't like the song or whatever, right? But then, like, five years ago, I watched this YouTube video breaking down how well-written the first verse is, and I can at least now listen to the first verse and appreciate it, but that still doesn't make me enjoy the song, right? Like, there is something about, like, the beat with that flow. I, I just don't like it. It just doesn't do it for me, you know? And so I do just always keep in mind, like, not saying, like, just because I don't like it, I'm a genius, but just like not everyone's going to like everything, you know, like that just yeah. is how it is. Um, yeah. So you can't get hung up on it. You know, like a lot of people don't like my music. Most people don't like my music in the world. Um, you know, I have many of friends I grew up with that, you know, the first time I freestyled in front of them, it was a really big deal. And they were like, dude, you're amazing. You're the greatest. But guess what? They don't listen to my shit when I spent, fucking, <laughs> you know all this money and time and everything into, you know, making my art, you know, they don't give a fuck. And so like I could sit there and like worry about that. Or I could just be like, well, maybe some fucking stranger out there does like, you know, some kid will hit me up and be like, Hey, your song about depression was fucking dope. That happened to me one time. And that was awesome. So, you know, that's yeah. what it's all for, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's really hard because, you know, you want to look to the people that have validated you in other parts of your life to be like, hey, isn't this part of my life really cool too? And some people just don't like that music or they don't get the message or like, it's real. I think it's really hard to convince people just to listen the first time. And I think that's why people do the five second videos, the 10 second videos, because like, damn, that's really good. Maybe I should listen to the whole song. But like, and I try to give reasons to listen to my songs when I put it on Twitter, when I put it wherever, I kind of give the story or like how or why I think you like it. But just getting people to get that first click and that first time listening to go, oh, this is really good, is really hard. and. It's so funny, dude. I listened to the podcast that you had and I and I tweeted out about this, but it was like, you know, listen to the, you know, this is the Aestheticos' songs are ones, you know, you play for your kids before school and, you know, get them into that positive mindset. And I was like, that's exactly what I do. And literally when I was sound checking the high there track I just redid, I'm dropping off my four-year-old daughter at preschool and she's vibing to it in the car and I'm blasting it because we're having a blast. And like her her teacher who was like in her late fifties, early sixties was like dancing. And she's like, what is that? That's really fun. I'm like, Oh, it's my music. She's like, what? She's like, that's really fun. Send me a link. And I'm just like, this is exactly the music I want to make. Not, 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 not all my stuff is like that. That song in particular, I think has range, but that is what I'm trying to do. And it was just so funny that it truly hit home. And I'm like, that made my freaking day that like my four-year-old daughter and a six-year-old woman were vibing to my music. I'm like, great. How do I get more of you to listen to this stuff? Because it doesn't suck. I'm not amazing, but this song is fun and it doesn't suck. So, uh, yeah, I would say a four-year-old and a six-year-old would not like my music. Um, <laughs> no, our target markets are different. That is for sure. I, I mean, mine is extremely small. I really think am I 
mine is like 30 year olds these days. And like I said, I, I do know there are a few uh, older, some teenage boys that like video games that also like my music. I have some weird <laughs> crossover there, which I appreciate, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, my, my homie Pow Wow, he's the best, uh, but his whole family support me in my music, you know? And so like when I go up to see him, he lives up near Tulsa, like they are all playing my music, you know, or some of them, right? Like his brother and his brother's friends and like his grandma's heard my songs. and His aunt comes down from Michigan. She's like, oh, you're Mo. I've heard all your songs. Like, and it was like, oh my God, this is awesome. But like, I didn't get that support anywhere else in real life, you know? And so like, I always thought that was really fun. Like I loved going up there, you know, just because people would treat me like I was talented, <laughs> you know? And I was yeah. like, this is cool. Um, now you yeah. mentioned how like, you know, you don't suck and you're good. Like, I personally, I struggle with myself often over, I think I'm really, really good. You know, like I think I'm like, man, if only people could really listen and and understood, I made all this. I'm a genius. Like I do definitely have those moments. And then I have the moments where I'm like, I just suck. And that's why no one listens. You know, like I'm just not good at that. You know, like I definitely I don't know if struggles the right word, but I I waver back and forth to the extremes quite frequently. You know, like it's it's definitely and maybe most artists are like, yeah, of course we all do, but um it's like really hard for me to even say like I know I'm good. Like, it's really hard for me to even say that normally. Yeah, I mean, that, that that comes in a lot of different layers. I think it's funny because like for music, you know, I really take my time and I'm really working on it. And so I try to I try not to put anything else now unless I'm like, almost have like perfect with it, you know, and and perfection in my mind, what's good has changed over the past two years. So I think now I feel like I'm in a much better spot from a production perspective. But what you said about like, you know, going back and forth of like, do I suck or am I good? that roller coaster for me is my job. And so I can't, I can't do it for music because it wouldn't be fun for me for music. If I went this back and forth of like, Oh my God, I suck, whatever. I think I've gotten to the point where like if people, if people are going to like me, they're going to like me. And if they don't, that's okay. I'm not doing this to become famous. I'm not doing this to make a bunch of money. I'm not doing this to go viral. Not that I'm only doing it for me. I think that's a little bit of a stretch when people are like, Oh, it doesn't matter if anybody listens people it matters absolutely you want people to listen to you but i'm also confident that you know it's okay if there's only a small group but also dude i mean you say that about nobody listening to me you have six times the amount of listeners at least on spotify that i do like i have a thousand monthly listeners and a lot of those are people who you know we're all supporting each other and so uh you know but also how much do you do you have a pr person like how much marketing do you do like i think we all need to realize at the end of the day the music can only take you so far. And it's about 5%. All the marketing, all the other BS, getting and all the other stuff, getting your voice out there. Self-promotion doesn't really work. People are not going to listen to you about how awesome you are. You have to get word of mouth, other people, real advertisements, whatever. And if you are getting your real music out, and if you're not doing that, you can't really say like, oh, no one's listening and I suck because you haven't given yourself a chance. And I think a lot of it, at least for me, it comes to like, uh, seeing what, like for like a lot of people go my followers right or like my monthly listeners yeah. and they'll be like that's a big number but to me it yeah. means nothing it means nothing because guess what when i put out a tweet that's like hey today i'm about to do blah 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 and two people like it that's my two followers the four thousand mm-hmm. don't mean nothing because they're half of them are fucking robot ar we can promo your music you want this people that just followed me that i didn't follow back you know like they're not all real and just like the monthly listeners, some of that is you get on playlists which I'm so appreciative of because they pay you money. I'm not acting like I'm not. But just if you're on a playlist and someone's just going to play all day, like, yes, that is a value of something. But that is not the same as you connecting with someone who then will go and find you and might become a fan. And like those yeah. are way different things. And I think most playlisting that we see that's, you know, shared through people is a, 
I mean, I don't know if it's just botted, but it's people like, like I have, you know, for my podcast playlist, I just listen to it on repeat at work and I'm not really listening. You know, I'm just right. doing it because all y'all are homies and, uh, you know, you've submitted songs to the podcast. So like, is that valuable to y'all in some way? But it's not really as valuable that, as if I like, became like a diehard fan, which I don't think any artist becomes a diehard fan of another artist these days. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, I think it's just we're look and you. Twitter, especially I love Twitter as social media, but the downfall is it makes artists have to pretend to be fans of other artists or not even pretend, but like you want them to act like that. So you get validation, but like other artists aren't going to be your fans. If you're ever going to do a concert or whatever, it ain't going to be all full of other people making music. It's going to be fans, you know, like people that want to listen to music. And so we get, we put ourselves in these silos to where we're all concerned about these other creatives or whatever. And I can't help, but just think about, I don't know of any popular rapper that I like that did get boosted up because they shared other people's links, you know, and maybe that's because they were put there by a label and, you know, it's all some bullshit, but it does seem like most people just have to put in the work. Like you said, you, you do your ads, you do your videos, you get your eyeballs on. It. It's not done by like, I'll share your link, you share mine and we'll our way to the mountaintop. You know, that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think the art and sporting artists is still important though, sure. but I hear your point. Like, and I, I think there's there's two or three people that are like our friends of artists and I, I like they're truly, truly talented. And like I tell them back channel a lot. I'm like, listen, like you are really talented, like don't stop. And they're they're pretty talented as it is. But just like I don't know if it's different coming from an artist, but I do think an artist can become a fan of another artist. Like now you happen to know them personally, but like you're, it's not like you don't listen to any music and aren't a fan of any music. And there are some underground people who are truly talented. Now, is it 80, is it 90%? No, it's probably 1%. But I have found people that I truly think are talented. Some have a bunch of followers and clearly they've got their message out. And some are like, dude, I don't know why you're not like you're super talented. And so it's just kind of, it's kind of a bounce, but you're right. You're never, unless you acknowledge that the support for support and all this stuff can only take you, you know, five, 10% of the way. And I've had this realization recently. I just haven't done the effort to do it. Like that's not going to get you true fans. And all those ads are out there, but like, convert to a true fan and get on Patreon and have this stuff and buy your merch. Like, I'm sorry, dude, that's never going to happen. And let, I don't think it's ever going to happen. unless doing shows again. Like that's where I found so many people where you go for the headliner and you learn new people, people like I went and saw atmosphere, like, three times in a week or something stupid like that. And I found, you know, Mac Lethal opened him for one night. Greaves opened him for another night. And so you, you know, the co-branded marketing, like that's where like artist supporting artists via Twitter is the new version of, I'm just, I'm making this up right now, is a new version of having an opener for you, right? Like, hey, Atmosphere really believed in Greaves, so I'm going to have him come along on my tour and I want people to hear him. But it's not the same because you don't get to hear the music. You're not forced to listen to the music to see if the person's talented or not. It just feels like, oh, that person's really talented. They think so-and-so is talented. Maybe I should check it out. But it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it really, really works. But that's just kind of the idea that popped into my head is that other artists have been supporting other artists by having them open for them. And that hasn't been an option in the last two and a half years. Right. I see. I think one thing you said in there shows a little bit of our age difference and then how you're definitely more of an old head. I think, uh, <laughs> because I have a Patreon, so I'm sorry, I'm uh, biased, but also I support other people's patrons or Patreons. Mm. And I will totally support a Patreon if it offers value to me. You know, I'll pay a monthly subscription to an independent person, really, you know, live in their dream. I think that's um, like, it makes you feel good. And it's like, you get something from it. As long as there's like, you know, some value there, it makes you feel like I, I'm okay with that. But I can't, it's hard for me to like go on Twitch and see myself ever giving someone like a 
$15 tip, you know, but I, I see that happen. Yeah. And that's like such a crazy thing to me, but young people are like, no, they like, they feel the same way about that as I do about Patreon, as you do about going to a concert, you're fine with paying your money as long as you get to go, you know, or whatever. So like, it is just kind of like the way they, people do it now, you know, like more people, I mean, this is old news, you know, but more people watch Twitch than television, right? Like more kids are watching people do whatever on Twitch and then giving them money, then watch like NBC or Saturday morning cartoon. That ain't even a fucking thing anymore. But like, it's just like, you know, broadcast television <laughs> is dead, you know? And I like just, that whole idea of like, yeah, the way things used to work in this, the new world, I think are just, they're so different. It's hard for us to put ourselves in that perspective because I, for like, w- before I made beats, you know, I, uh, after years, wrapped on free beats free downloads that had tags on them you know free for profit that's why when anybody bitches about beats i might go get a free for profit beat if that's all you can do do that or get a free for nonprofit and put it on soundcloud that's just part of the path man like that's just how it is so that's what i did for years and then whenever i decided i was gonna buy beats of my own um i was definitely trying to get taken advantage of by certain producers that were charging like thousands of dollars for shit right and i was like what the fuck and i wasn't educated enough and the internet wasn't quite as open as it is now with everyone being open about it you know there was sound click but that always gave me like reservations because i i couldn't see their contracts and it was like uh it's only two dollars that doesn't seem right you know, like i was just always so confused by certain shit and uh but once i got into it now i understand it and so when a rapper approaches me i'm like as open as possible about it you know because i've been there um it, you know on the other side of it when it was like i don't have a clue what's going on so it's cool. I think you're taking a good approach. Like you, I know you credit all your producers, you know, you try to have good relationships with people. So you, earlier you're mentioning like relationships with people on the internet and supporting other artists. I think that is all super important. That's why I do a whole collab album is all about yeah, yeah. supporting people. I just think sometimes, you know, someone's like, I had 20 listens today and it's like your 20 friends, you know, I'm like, I appreciate it. But I do think like, it's not the same ego wise or pride wise as if you got a stranger, you know? Yeah. No, I hear that. I definitely hear that. But like the thing, if you're not if you're not doing the work to get those new listeners and then do those new ears, you can't be like, well, I suck and I fail because you're doing just putting your music out isn't enough. And I think that's where, you know, the gap for people who are like, oh, my God, I suck. No one's listening. It's like, well, just making the music is like definitely not the easiest part, but it's one step of a multi-step journey. And whether you like it or not, you're 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 an entire company. You are a brand. You need marketing, you need launch, you need all the stuff around the music in order to get people to hear it. And so if you just put out, you know, a music and expect people to listen, it just doesn't work that way, sadly. Um, and it is, I would it is say just, no indie is ever going to blow up. I mean, Russ did, I guess, and I don't really know his whole backstory. Um, but unless you are hiring a whole team or you blow up off a, a viral hit, like a little Nas, right. you know, like I don't think you can. Unless yeah. you have a whole label or team or someone doing something for like, I know you're a big fan of this Elijah Kyle guy, right? Uh, I am. He doesn't send me music, so I can't be friends with him. But, um, <laughs> you know, like he does seem very talented and stuff. But unless he has like a team and like, I mean, he may, he might have like a whole plan and stuff. But like the idea to go like he's already done so much and so good. But all of a sudden, like, why isn't he where at this other place? And then the idea ends up becoming like, oh, because you have to have a connection within the business and they allow yeah. it to happen. You know, it's like there's some conspiratorial yeah. shit at play behind the scenes. At least that's what a lot of people believe. And, uh, you know, maybe that's us hating on major artists who did put in a lot of work we didn't see, you know, or whatever. But, you know, there are some times where an artist blows up and you're like, well, what the fuck? You know, but like maybe that's just because we're old and out of touch. 
<laughs> well, I will say the comment on Twitch made me feel very old and out of touch because I was like, that's one thing. Like, there are a lot of things like I know this level and things I want to explore that I'm just waiting for. Like, I will probably never go on Twitch and do that because I just don't have the time for it. Um, but that that's cool and new and interesting thing. But yeah, I mean, there's so many other ways to get your voice out there and different ways of doing this podcast like this. There's just so many ways to get it out now that there's a balance between the saturation of it. But also you need to go where people are going. Like if people are going to freaking Reddit and going on Reddit streams in order to learn about music, like, I don't know. I, I There's so many ways to get it out there. What's the most effective um, to get your, your ears on fans? I think TikTok is these days, they say the most effective. Um, and I don't hate TikTok. I use TikTok. It was really good for a few months. And then all of a sudden, all the funny videos went away. Um, and so I was like, what happened? I fucked up my algorithm, I guess. Um, but even on TikTok for the music, what happens is someone's like open verse challenge and then someone kills this. And then you're like, where is that to listen to? And it doesn't exist except this little TikTok video. And then I'm like, well, I'm not listening to music on TikTok, the little fucking video. I want the real song, you know? And so yeah. I do think there is issues with it. Also, when I upload songs, I don't understand why I get copywritten stricken on TikTok and all these other places when I like, can we not figure out a way that y'all know I own this shit on all these places so that I can use my own music for stuff. And I get, it's like distro kid looking out for me or whoever, you know, like making sure people aren't stealing my stuff, but it, it happens to my songs and not other people's way. Like all the time. Like when I post my podcast weird, dude. on Facebook, uh, for instance, like the music episode will come out within 24 hours. I get a notice that my song was muted because it's violates some copyright. But all of y'all songs are fine. So I don't know what I'm doing on the upload differently <laughs> than all of you uh, that makes mine get pulled. But that's just the way it is these days. That is that is very strange. Um, yeah, that's a weird one. I haven't had any of that yet. And it's funny you talk about TikTok because like I feel like people look like oh, yeah, TikTok will help me blow up. And I'm, I'm starting to mess around with it. I had a couple things like maybe, you know, non my music focused. I really like the idea and I like making videos and messing around. Like I did a couple of for this last release, I did a couple of like TikTok TikTok flips where like I will vocally say a line with zero background whatsoever in a certain outfit. I don't know if you saw this, but in a certain outfit and then the entire verse will come in with full production and I will be in a different outfit to kind of match it, which you cannot do natively on TikTok. Like that is all back end prod on PowerDirector uploaded to, you know, TikTok. It's completely different. Um, But those are fun. But when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, TikTok's a place, blah, blah, blah. I looked like I don't see any avenue for for tiktok to point them to my actual music like I'm like oh i'll put it in my uh nearly everything in my profile i'll put the link to my link tree or my spotify it's like it's too long you can't click on it i'm like how are people getting from so people say tiktok helps how right. are people getting from tiktok to your actual music to your exact point it's like then are we are they really helping it blow up to your music or just you're blowing up on tiktok and what does that do for you i, I don't know right well i mean i'll just say through my personal experience there are a couple people i have and i think it's all a timing thing and i think you know someday people will figure it out better but there's an artist sad alex uh who i'm a big fan of she had a song called little bitty or itty bitty titty committee uh on okay. tiktok and it was and she had an open verse challenge, right? And this dude came on and just fucking destroys it. And he sings and he sings all beautifully. And uh, then I found her on Spotify. I was like, I have to find her because I just, yeah, I really like this song. So I topped in Sad Alex and I heard the original, you know, without the guy's verse. And then she made a TikTok one day saying, hey, we're making that a real song. It's coming out on, you know, this date. And I already followed her. So when that came out, I added it to my favorites list. 
Yeah. And I'll listen the fuck out of that song. You know, it's like, that's a moment of like, it really worked, you know, for that person. But she also already had like millions of followers before I came along. You know, like I just happened to see it because it was already popular. And so, and she's had other songs since then that she's always trying to be funny. And I'm like, some are okay and some aren't, you know. And uh, oh, there's another one uh, recently, like this girl does this, uh, please don't text me when you're drunk. She does this like little hook thing. It's got this little jazz. Oh, beat. yeah, I saw that one. And uh, a lot of people don't, but the very first one I saw, this dude just murders this beat. Like his voice is so unique and so good. And it was stuck in my head for days of just how good it was, right? And then every time I heard someone else, I'm like, they're not anywhere close to that guy. You know, so it made me just kind of hate on everybody else. And <laughs> I never heard that song since, you know? I mean, I liked it. I can go find it in my liked shit or whatever. But, you know, I mean, that never came out, his verse on that. So, like, to me, that's kind of like a wasted moment. But then again, this is kind of like the people that make art and sand, you know? And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, it's going to crumble. And they're like, it's all just here yeah. for the moment. It's kind of like that idea. You know, it's just to be enjoyed in that moment and really appreciate it and go on. Now, me, I've thought about doing these TikTok duets because I'll be honest, I think I'm good. I think I could flow on some of this shit and I think I could probably do it. But I don't want to waste those verses on nothing. I would rather make a song. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And so it's interesting because I think the idea behind TikTok and those things is it's a very quick and easy way for you to highlight your talent. And if you're crazy talented, somebody will do what you did in your first example is that dude's really, that person is really good. I want to go seek out and find them because they're that good. But the effort you had to take to get there was very, very hard. TikTok does not make it easy, at least from my experience, my very, you know, uh, novice experience of connecting TikTok to the next level of moving to, you know, moving to merch, moving to Spotify, moving to become a fan, moving to be like, that was awesome in the moment. And that's not really what I'm looking to do. Um, but at the same time, I agree with you, like wasting verses. Like I did an open verse challenge with EK uh, and um, Jerome the Prince. It's a song called Helen Back, which I really, really like. And I was like, dude, I'm hopping on this. And, I, and I've been hopping on open verse challenges. And, we, you know, one day maybe I'll be, be good enough. Um, but in this scenario, I was very unlikely to be picked for this. Right. Like they're, they're Jerome's pretty, pretty, really, really well known. You know, EK is very well known. I'm sure they have connections of people that are much better than me. And so I reused lines in my verse that I'm going to use in another song, like some imagery and some ideas and some rhyme schemes or some rhymes. I'm like, I'm because I don't because your point, I don't want to waste it. Um, and so I did it. I reuse verses yeah. all the time. If like I'm on a collab and they don't like it or I've had people take down old songs. I'm like, well, then I'm reusing that. I mean, because yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's mine. I own it. You know, <laughs> I'll do what I want with it. That's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to waste it. You want to put it out there. But yeah, I think I think that's a good point. Though, if you get if you're doing these duets just to get your voice out there and get your talent, you can use not use pre can, but use stuff you've already written so you can get it out fast. So a lot of those like like I know Karma just put one out and it's on your beat, right? The yes. rent free one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone goes so, do that. You could win. Just I got I never got to announce this before because I didn't know oh. if it was official. So I will say it here now if you win the rent free contest so it's a re- rent free remix challenge top three get prizes all the top three get a beat of mine from my store and karma's buying it so uh karma will buy you a beat from my store now if you're on <laughs> distro kid and you're hitting me up with a percentage i'm gonna remove it and it's gonna be an exclusive beat for you so you can win an exclusive beat um nice if, if you would like out there people and then there's off like you run a t-shirt you can be on this other girl's uh youtube stream i'm not i'm not yep. familiar with her yet i'll get familiar maybe get her on here or something 
Um, but yeah, we get, I'm really excited about this. I've never done a remix challenge like this. I'm normally personally kind of against it because I would hate writing a verse to something, me taking all the time. And then they're like, nope. But I would reuse that verse on another song. I would have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited to hop on that one. I haven't, I haven't even heard the beat. I just saw it this morning. I know it was out there, but it's, you know, it's hard as fuck to be honest. Okay, well, I'll be interested to see. But you know, you know, I got, I got to get my, I got to see if it match my, the, the, my concern with like open features like that is depending on the title of the song. Like my verse might not fit the overall scheme of the songs. I have, I still want to keep to my message for the most part of positivity and all that jazz. So if someone's you know talking about ripping somebody up or whatever, I don't know. Maybe uh, Karma's usually not like that, so I'm not saying she is. No, this is about uh, you like, living in uh, in your hater's head rent free. So I think you could take your positive approach and I, still do something with that. I, yeah, yeah. But it is such a unique thing. It's like, you know, my, my mess, I still want to make sure my message comes through in verses. And if it doesn't match, you know, the overall theme of the song, it's very unlikely to get picked up. So it'll be interesting to do. I, I like doing them. I think it shows my talent because to your similar to you, like I think I'm, what I've been saying is I don't I think I don't suck. Am I incredibly talented and amazing? No. Um, but, you know, I have enough talent where sometimes I'm like, I'll listen to certain, you know, artist, sporting artist um, playlists. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm, I'm not that bad. So, you know, I should keep going. And I, and I think the more I can get out there and the more I get my voice out, the more people may be like, oh, that's an interesting way of doing it. And I really do. I really do want to get this idea of like positive messaging and all my stuff was clean and all that jazz like. I just think I think it's an important not important that's too self-serving but I think it's a different way of looking at it to say hey you know hip-hop can still be really good punchlines creative rhyme schemes high energy and it doesn't have to be about what people perceive traditional hip-hop is about and maybe that's giving myself too much credit I don't want to I don't want to say I'm doing something crazy and unique but I do think it's it's fun enough and I like doing it and, you know, I do think the idea of clean rap is 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 cool and I want to keep pushing it. That's why the whole reason I got into it. So my kids, my kids can listen to my music and blast it when they're six or seven. And I don't have to go, oh, God, I hope they don't notice that line, uh, you know, when they're playing in front of shit. Right. Well, I will say I've I've done a couple of clean verses in my day. Not many. I it's never uh, <laughs> I never intend to ever be clean. You know, I don't intend to be dirty either. I just I rap by natural feeling. And then most yeah. of the time, a lot of words that I don't even have written down come out. So like fucks get thrown in all yeah. over the place. Um, and it, it's probably a crutch, but I like it. I think it works. But yeah, on Internet Friends 3, you I did a clean verse for that. And I, I believe yep. I pulled it off for this one as well. I haven't officially checked, but I remember when I wrote it, I was attempting not to. Uh, I, yeah, I think both. I think you and both and Karma are both clean on that. I think it just kind of. Yeah, I, I, I remember listening to it, not thinking the other the other thing I was listening to it the other day on my phone, too. And my kids like, oh, is this was this new? I'm like, yeah, it's not out yet. Um, Cause you know, they always, they always pre-screen everything, but dude, I'm pumped about it. I will say I'm pumped about that one um, coming out, you know, with both of you on it. And I don't know, like, I know I did a couple of versions we talked about earlier, but like, I really am happy with the way that hook came out. And I just think like, it's one of my most like non getting in my head about delivery and just doing it with feel. And so I'll be interested to see the final version and to see how it picks up because I really liked, I really liked hourglass. I thought that was really good. I put it that on Twitter the other day. I'm trying to, remind myself that i did these collabs i want to get the voice out and and talked about jordan earlier he's like i really like that song i'm like i didn't even know you listened to it dude so things like that like those songs are good and i'm excited to, to continue to listen to the ones that we put out because uh they're fun man right well, and i gotta get i have like seven songs i have like seven beats of yours i need to finish and like half of them are written one day they will get out there i promise you <laughs> yeah i mean you know take your time make sure they're good um i will say the last thing i was gonna 
say before we're out of here is uh, I mentioned with Omnis and Art weeks ago, and he's on this podcast, this this thing where I was like, I think there's difference between like creative people and then people that could do creative things or I don't know how I word it exactly. But I was like comparing someone who like can sit and make a beat versus someone who can play like a master class piano, but they might not want mm-hmm. to like create something new, you know, and I couldn't quite word it the day after it. I listened to this Joe Rogan where he mentioned this perfect analogy or metaphor. I don't really, I get things confused. Um, <laughs> and, and I've thought about it a lot. And so I was bring up here cause I think it is the way I think of art these days is, you know, like there's these people that get hired to re, uh, to restore old ancient paintings, right? Like a Leonardo da Vinci painting or whatever. Right. And they can, they literally, are painting the same painting, right? They had the exact same skills, all that, whatever, but they would admit themselves that they could have never made it originally, you know? Mm. And just like, I think there's plenty, I think there's a lot of people like musically like that as well. And I might be one as well, like where we can remake something or, you know, maybe some artists, they could make something because they've heard something like it before, but the, the, to make something original to like your artistic vision, that is something that only you, like your unique person can do. So I try to always be like, you just got to kind of follow your own creative heart in some way. You know, like I, I use this example a lot, but it's just an easy one to go to. Like sometimes I laugh in the middle of verses or like I'm saying something in a certain way that I feel like my personality and my humor is shining through, you know, in a, in a way that like lets the listener know like more about me. Cause I know for me personally, like I loved little Wayne. He's my favorite rapper of all time. And part of that was like, I always thought it would be cool to hang out with him. You know, like that was, like mm. a, that was like a part of it. And so like, and then there's other rappers that like, they give an interview and I just think they're like, come off as like, just too like above it or something. And I'm like, oh, what a douchebag, you know, like, and I just don't like them. I, like, I don't like their music yeah. because of their personality. And like, that is all interconnected for me. And so I do try to somehow, like, I want people to listen to me somehow know me, you know, and I don't know if that's possible, but I, that is what I attempt to do. Yeah, no, I can hear that. And I think that's why like doing stuff like this, like, dude, the, this has been super awesome, by the way. But this, just the idea of getting on a podcast is like super out of my comfort zone. Like, I don't know why. It's just like, because we, I mean, we've never met, we've communicated plenty, but like the idea of coming on and just, you know, talking to somebody and like getting my message out, like it's such out of my comfort zone. But to, to exactly what you just said, I want people to get to know me more. And it's why I want to do more videos and get my voice out more, not just for the music, because I think the music is like the secondary part of me. Um, that comes out and I deliver my message through that. But, you know, I've got you. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it every week. I have my patience, pers- purpose and positivity tweet that I schedule out every week. I have a logo for it now. Like I plan to make merch for that thing. And that at the end of the day is like my kind of brand. And music is one of the ways I want to deliver it. And so other ways to deliver that message and to get it out. That is part of my overall creative idea and what the message I want to get out. I mean, I thought long and hard about my name before I ever made music about my brand, about what I wanted to do, because that's my personality and what I want people to take away from it. And so it's it's important to me and i'm gonna stick with it and uh yeah so i would like for your first album you know if you ever do an album i know you're a singles person i get that i'm, I'm not myself but if you ever did an album i think it should be called the ticos and it should be like that oh gosh like, like your it's like your artist name Thetikos, but the album is the ticos and then it's like this imaginary place maybe or an imaginary thing oh okay and then it can like have like a theme you know behind it it's like you wish you were in the ficos you know i don't know we could really just play into it because every time you see it it, it's hard not to say i know when you see it written like that because we're so Uh, used to the i know i know that's why i have the entire song i just put out like that um but yeah you know it's interesting because to actually I, i did do a single 
which was like just to get my get my my voice out there. And then I actually the first thing I ever released was an EP called Happy Raps. Oh, Happy Raps Volume that. One. Yeah. 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 And I do have, you know, I want to have plans for Happy Raps Volume Two. But the Ticos idea is interesting. But I think that's the thing. I've never sat back and thought about a story arc for an album. And to be very honest with you, I don't I don't think I have the time to do it. I what I want to do, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take all the singles that I have, because I have like 12 songs in the docket, and figure out how to make a story with the ones I already have. Because it takes me like it takes me like a month to do a song, probably more. I mean, I've been sitting on um i've been sitting on that um oh my god i can't remember the name of that song now because i keep on thinking about i remember which is bradster's song it's the same beat over that uh, i'm kicking it. It. Kick it i've had that song for two years like i wrote that song in like three days two years ago and i haven't put it out there so it just takes me so long to get it out it take me five years to do an album and at that point i'd be like past my prime if there is a prime yeah. so i think I've, I've seen that angle as well you put out five or six singles and you keep four or five in the docket and then you put an album out or an ep out with half and half i think it's probably what i what i'd rather do um but i think the idea of like i think if i actually sat down and thought about an idea for a story arc or whatever i'd actually probably blow through it because i'm a storyteller like i'm a storyteller i'd rather build stories i'd rather build that idea and i just haven't sat down and do it instead i i go out i search for beats i've you know, you post one, I, this guy, uh, 57 on Instagram has some really good beats. I bought five from him and I just flow to it and don't think of the arc of, a, of an album, but think of arc of the song. And that's how I go from there. But we'll see, man. A lot, lots to do. I'm very excited about it. I just I need to take like a week off from work and go pull, you know, what uh, what Queen did and go just go do it all myself. Just do it. Do two months or a month by myself and do it. And I'm sure I'll blow through it. But instead, it's an hour here, an hour there. I have a whole week off work uh, next week. So after this comes out, so hopefully I can wrap everything up here. Um, yeah, I, I like making EPs myself. Um, and I started making an EP while I was waiting on internet friends for, because I was just like in the zone. Right. And I was like, man, I got to make some shit. And I just slowly started working on it. And now I'm sitting here with 13 finished songs on this whole other album. And I'm like, Oh, that that got out of control pretty quickly, but like, it's, (laughs) it's cool. I mean, like I've never, I've never had this many, uh, unreleased songs at once probably yeah um between like the two albums and i think they're all really good you know like i mean there's a couple songs here and there that might be like a little not as good as the others but i'm okay with that and uh, i just think they're all really great and once i finally finish this next album i have um i'm waiting on a collab with one person and i have another beat i want to finish i'm gonna try to take a break i'm gonna try to get in a reading i need to like reset the lyricalness yeah uh of like get some new words in here and stuff like that but it is fun. Like it is also when I think even say that I'm like, but why would I slow down if I'm like been in the zone, you know? So like, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. But the best thing there are stages. I think for me, you know, I did think about, I said, I put out that, that EP with four songs and I realized each song because I'm, because I'm so new. And like I said, at the beginning, I'm not getting back into this after a time where I did it. Like every single song that I have right now has such significant growth that I don't feel I'm ready to do something at the stage that I am without like, you know, I want to keep growing by a singles from a production perspective, from a delivery perspective, from a unique perspective. And I'm not, I'm not ready to do something like that. Cause I, I don't think I, I'm, I haven't found my voice yet. I, I, I think I'm close, but I'm not at the place where I feel so confident that where I am right now could do an album that I'd be really happy with. Instead, I go back and like redo all these songs because I'm, I'm not confident in where I am or, oh, I could do that better. And I would just get in my own head. So I keep I'm going to keep doing singles probably throughout this year. You know, just get what's out there. I had a plan to release a song every month and just life gets hectic, man. Like yeah. I got kids, 
you know, I mentioned my job earlier. I love my, I really do love my job, which is kind of an interesting thing. A lot of my friends and Twitter people who want to do music, like, oh, I can't wait to quit my job. Like, I work 60 hours a week. I love my job. It's just, it takes up a lot of time and it's super stressful, but I have a career. I have a job that I love. I'm never quitting it. Music is still important to me, but getting my music out right is also important to me. So I had a goal of getting a song out every month. And I'm not going to hit that. And that's OK, because I still have a goal I'm aiming for to get it out even more. But I also realize, like, if I put out a song every two weeks and they're not good or I can't promote it, then does it really matter? So it's a constant adjustment of getting stuff out and getting stuff out good um, that's there for me. So each their own. Right. Uh, and I will say the last thing on the, the album I'm working on, like I said, the way I put the beat together, I just thought it was fun. So I'm a, a challenge for any other artists out there, if you all want to do it this way, is I actually had all my beats selected before. And I get also people can't all do this when you're buying beats. You don't want to just buy fucking random ass beats. But I had <laughs> um, I had all my beats in a playlist, uh, like on iTunes or whatever. And I had basically the the song order already done before lyrics were even on most of the songs. You know, Interesting. I would just hear a beat. and I'm like, this has to be on the project. It just sounds like it has to be, you know, like it just fits. Yeah. And I would just put it in there and I'd figure out where it is in the playlist. So I have a, it's going to be 15 songs total. But those beats have all been there for months, you know, and then I just like look at it and I'm like, today it's this beat. Like kind of like you're playing a mm-hmm. video game, and you're selecting your stage, you know, and I'm like, this is the one today. We're knocking it out, you know, and then I make something to it and then it goes right back. Like it's a bit been a very different process for me compared to any other way I've done one. And uh, the fluidity in it all is like, I'm just excited for people to hear it. I Maybe I'm wrong. You know, this happens all the time where I get excited about my projects <laughs> and I'm like, I just think people are really going to vibe to this shit. And then it comes out and it's same-o, same-o. But I, I just, I'm like, I think some people will think it's kind of cool, you know, and I, I'm trying to sing, but I can't. But like, I'm leaning into the fact I can't sing. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm there, man. I'm there. I got a couple of, a couple of hooks that I, I sing or like pop singing too. And I was like, I can, maybe I can produce this the way I want to make it sound that I maybe put some auto tune, but I think we have, I mean, you said, and you know, that's earlier on about recording, like you push yourself creatively to do different things. And that's how you're going to grow is getting out of your comfort zone and doing new things. So yeah, I mean, good, man. you're not going to get better at making music by not making music. Like I just have right. to let everyone know that. Like there's plenty of people I see on Twitter. that's like, Oh, I was working on this, but I just got to get the mix right. Or I'm doing this. And next year, the album, listen, if you're not putting shit out, you will never get better. You have to put out the bad stuff. And when you've been doing it a while, your early stuff will be bad regardless. I mean, it, yeah. And you're, that's how you're going to think about it. So you just got to get, and then you'll go part. back and change it. Then you'll go back and re-record it. Like I, <laughs> yeah. you'll go back and realize, Hey, this sucked and I can redo it and it can be better. And that's also a way of growing as well as going back to your old stuff and re-delivering it. Uh, and reproducing it and you know it's an easy way to get get some growth quickly and get some confidence to get your message out again at least for me i was like i've already done i did that one was a re, it was a retake by the way to your point and i asked people on twitter like what should i call it because i wasn't sure because i was re-recording the whole thing but we ended up where we ended up and then winding road uh, not winding road that was the first one uh winners tonight was on the original ep of the original hoppy raps ep and i did a remix with uh jordan actually for that one and i like that song as well i re-recorded the whole thing and then actually there's one more song it's like the kitschiest goofiest i don't even think you can call a hip-hop song it's called stay positive and i think it has a potential to be really good it actually i will tell you that song as poorly produced as it was went crazy viral in like the philippines hell yeah um and i i only know that because i looked at distro kid and it had like thirteen thousand plays and i got paid like 20 bucks because someone was using TikTok slash Rezo and Rezo is a TikTok version internationally. I can't even get it here. I do not know how my song was used on Rezo. I cannot find it, well, but I know that it was used like 25,000 times in the Philippines. The Philippines have had a viral dance culture for like since the office, you know, really 
I remember like back then, you know, in that era, their videos would come out of like all the prisoners dancing and those were always in the Philippines. So they have a yeah. very dance. So it might've been using like a cool viral video or something. Yeah. Um, I got I got to find it somehow. Um, but I'm redoing that song. And like, I have this vision for like having a kid's choir on the hook, like that song, like could be really good. Um, but you know, I would going back to your old stuff and knowing to get it out and then realizing sometimes you go back and redo or remaster because you get your message out, but you still grew, you know, it's a combination. So yeah. I'm excited. I got a lot in the docket. I'm really excited about what's coming out. It's just, it's fine. The time. But you know, yeah, we'll I remade uh, an album that came out Christmas Eve and I'm going to remake some more later this year because uh, I enjoyed the process. So a lot of people are against it. Not me. I'm all for it. So but all right, man, I appreciate you being on here. We'll play your new song uh, here at the end here for people to check it out. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I have to get I, I didn't think about this this moment. I guess I need to do interviews with people for Internet Friends for podcast yeah. special so uh, soon enough i'll get an email to everybody and get people scheduled to do like a little you know five ten minute thing so yeah yeah but all right sounds peace, good man, man. Stay hi there who am i just a passionate middle-aged white guy Dad and two kids still got a lot of style Corporate gig in the day, write rhymes in the nighttime. You might find that I'm one of a kind Clean them see with some motivating words in my rhymes I'm not a rapper, I'm a storyteller Flow over beats, every verse make a sound better Go get her, no let up, sure that I'm a beat Special late to the game, don't matter, no I will catch up Talk faster than most people could think Keep focused on the flow cause you might miss it if your ears blink So sick with lyrics, pay attention to the verse no need to curse vocabulary is the first drive toward challenges. I never put it in reverse. I immerse myself as first, consume the fruits of my word. Painting brush strokes, no joke. Words are sick and provoke. Coax emotion from the very depths of my soul. Find my voice, made my choice. Music brings me so much joy. Got my vision, I'm the strength to think that I can let it go. Hi there, my name is Dedicos. Here to flip the script with some positive flows. No, you haven't heard of me, I'm here to let you know. I plan to make this whole rap scene into a game show. Hi there, my name is Yep, I'm here and I'm coming with the heat. I always bring the rhythm, make it wiggle than your knees. I throw hot sauce every time I'm winging down a beat. Not a tough guy, keep my positivity elite. No fee, yeah, my vibes are free. Plum sway is set aside like a fly in trapeze. Let's see, I heard you think you're better than me. No need to start beef, let's collab and succeed. Top the charts. That's just a start, making happy raps mainstream, create works of art. But saying I'm unique, I speak it from the heart. Not gonna walk away till I know I left my mark. Can't go slow, never gonna stop until I reach my goal. I'm working every day so I can get that goal. We all go different ways, but don't judge, no, no. I just say let's go. About to push it to the limit, might be doing too much thinking. Been here sitting, wishing that I'm from the beginning. No point in opposition, about to take over the business. You can stop my mouth from grinning, cause I bring it up to finish, yeah. What's my name? That's right, I'm Thetacos Hit up with the script with some positive flows Now that you heard of me, I think that you should know I'm gonna make this whole rap scene into a game show What's my name? I'm Thetacos Hit up with the script with some positive flows Now that you heard of me, I think that you should know I'm gonna make this whole rap scene into a game show By the way, here to stay, never gonna go away By the way, here to stay, never gonna go away By the way, here to stay, never gonna go away By the way, here to stay, never gonna... Nope! 
that's right, my name is Dedico. See the flip the script with a positive flows. Remember the name, remember who told you was gonna turn this whole rap scene into a game show. That's right, my name is Dedico. See the flip the script with a positive flows. Remember the name, remember who told you was gonna turn this whole rap scene into a game show.